Hello, Mary. Indiana Jones. Hello. Use the false loop. Mr. John Bowles. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. What's up now? Spider friends. Go for it. Transform and roll out. And I'll form the head. That's what she said. Hey, this is Jonathan. And this is Alan, and welcome to the Nerd Me Podcast. Jonathan, what are we talking about today? Alan, today uh, we're going to do a special episode. We're going to take two and a half hours to discuss <laughs> my hatred of sand. Wow. <laughs> it, it gets everywhere, and it's coarse. <laughs> I hate it! <laughs> no, we're actually talking about Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. But of course. Now. Of <laughs> like well, you, sand you and i rewatched it recently but is this a movie that that you may have rewatched several times in the past um i have well when it came out i saw it a few times in the theaters and uh i mean if i'm gonna rewatch a prequel it's usually sith oh really okay yeah, and I used to like this one more than Phantom Menace, but now they're kind of equal in my dislike of them. Because <laughs> um, I'm really focused in on I, like the writing. All right, we're going to get into it, but it's, it's, awesome. it's hard. It's hard to see these words come out of these mostly good actors' mouths. Right, yeah. Well, yeah. how does this movie stand with, uh, let's see, Last Jedi? Well... Again, I've said this before. At least it's a Star Wars movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, Last Jedi is is always... Oh, well, I shouldn't say always, because who knows, Rise of Skywalker might, uh, might usurp Last Jedi. But currently, Last Jedi is my least favorite of all of them. Gotcha. You know, I, I texted Jean uh, Carlos before mm-hmm. I did the rewatch, and just to you know refresh my memory, that this movie is supposed to... I guess Mirror Empire Strikes Back. Now, did you get that feeling at all in this one? I, I well, yeah. Ever since we've talked about that kind of stuff, when I rewatch any of these movies, I try to see what similarities it has. Uh-huh. So I am, you know, you have, you know, Anakin gets his arm chopped off by Dooku. Like Luke gets his hand chopped off. Um, C three PO doesn't get totally disassembled, but you know, loses his head. And he gets, you know, he got disassembled in Empire. Just little things like that kind of poked out at me. So there's an asteroid scene. You know, they introduce Boba Fett and Slave One. Camino looks just like Cloud City, except it's raining. Yeah. So, yeah. Know. Yeah, so. but the, you know, the more I thought about, it, the more I, I think if you think about Empire and that whole ring theory, I guess you're, I guess you're my brain was making up things like, oh, I guess this is Empire. But then, then again, there are so many things that reminded me of A New Hope, too. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know, the bridge, you know, like there, that scene where Luke and Leia swing across the, the whatever, right? And then, Chasm, yeah. yeah, and then they, they were like in a similar situation, too. And, and it just made me think it's like, geez, I think it, <laughs> everything just reminds me of everything at this point. Yeah, I think Lucas was purposely just kind of revisiting themes when he was redoing these movies yeah 
um, I don't know that he specifically meant to mirror each one with each other, but yeah. You know, I gotta tell you, I think I saw this movie once in a theater, and I don't, I was really trying to think, have I really seen this, you know, front to end again, like completely? And I would say probably no. This really? is probably the, yeah, this is probably the first time where I'm like, oh, wow. I think I want to sit down and really watch this movie from beginning to end. And, uh, you know, for me, it's, I don't know. I, I remember when I watched the movie the first time, every time Anakin opened his mouth, it just really, it was so cringy, you know, the, the dialogue, <laughs> right? Right. And then, you know, watching it recently, if I had a nitpick, you know, the same still stands. I don't think I dislike it as much as I originally did, though. I mean, it's not wonderful, and like you said, it is a Star Wars movie, but there are some redeeming things that I think are cool, but it's okay. so little, you know? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it's it's little, so. <laughs> so go ahead, hit, 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 hit me a few of the redeemable things. Uh, it was ni- It's nice to see you and McGregor, McGregor play Obi-Wan Kenobi, because it looks like he really enjoys it, and I think he has the advantage of trying to mimic Alec Guinness, you know, he had something to model himself over. So right. it's nice to see him, and it almost it's funny where we have Disney streaming coming out soon in a couple of weeks, and and I think everyone's gushing over the new Obi Wan movie, and it almost seems like with the prequels that I wonder if it would have been better if they lean more towards Obi Wan's life a little bit more, because like of all the three movies, wouldn't you say that he's probably the only one? out of the prequels that, that walked out like unscathed, like no one really went after Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think as, as I was watching this, the most enjoyable parts of this was the Obi-Wan parts. Now the, uh, and I thought about it some more. I was like, well, it's kind of a, it was really kind of good that they created this separate, like they separated Obi-Wan and Anakin, you know, Anakin had to protect Padme and Obi-Wan was kind of searching out this mysterious bounty hunter that tried to kill her. Yeah. And um, I think uh, Obi-Wan, you and McGregor shines in those moments. He's, I was like, oh, yeah, give me more of this solo Obi-Wan stuff. Like, even something as stupid as the diner scene is, uh, I mean, it's, I don't know that's ever redeemable, but it's it's less cringeworthy than the diner scene. <laughs> You know, because here George Lucas drops a '50s diner in the middle of the Star Wars galaxy. Yeah, um, yeah. And and you know, it's an Obi Wan scene, and it just it just makes sense. And it, uh, you know, watching him fight Django is a great scene. The the chase when he's chasing Django through the asteroid field is a great scene. So he really had some really good moments in this movie. Yeah, yeah. If you watched, you know, if if you're like us and '80s kids and you watch Star Wars: A New Hope and you saw a character like Obi-Wan, who was this, you know, old hermit that kind of had an eye on Luke, you know, growing up and stuff. He's the probably the one guy that you, I would think I would want to know more about. So I guess maybe Disney Plus is, is they're going to kind of go over that one, which is good, you know. But uh, in regards to prequels, I definitely wanted more of him. And I think I wanted a lot less of this weird relationship bill between Anakin and Padme because it is it is very awkward it's so forced and so poorly written and it's funny ever since the movie came out people have been trying to make excuses for you know and of course uh, Anakin acts that way he's 
you know, he's a spoiled, well, he's not spoiled, but he's, you know, he's got a lot of anger and he's still a little kid inside. And of course, he doesn't know how to express himself correctly to Padme. And I get that. I get he doesn't, you know, I'll even allow for that. Like, oh, okay, that's his character. He can't express himself properly. I understand that. But then why does Padme fall for any of it? Well, not, yeah, yeah, no, I to- totally agree with you. There's nothing about their relationship that made me buy into that Padme was falling in love with Anakin. I mean, Anakin supposedly supposedly is 19 year old in, in this movie. Right. You know, my, my daughter's 15. She acts way more mature than he does. You know, yeah. and, and it's 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 weird to see this. Like you said, it was a forced relationship. So, I want to ask you because. You're you're more of a Star Wars guy than I am. Are you are you pleased with the cast? I mean, you and McGregor that's an A plus. Hayden Christian could are you happy with him? Do you think someone else could have done better? Or do you think it's more of this is how he's directed by Lucas? Well, it's hard to say because was you and I mean not you know, was was Hayden good? I you know, I mean I think he did the best he could. Yeah. And to say, could someone do it better? Yeah, because remember, there were rumors that Leonardo DiCaprio was, was up for the role. And could he have done better? Yes, but is Leonardo what is his name? Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> a better actor overall? Yeah. So, do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. think this movie suffers because he's not a good... A, I don't think he's a bad actor. I just don't... Th- I think the writing is wrong. I think... Maybe the direction of how the emote and stuff was was off, right? Um, and then if you remember all the, a lot of behind the scenes stuff, it's they're doing a whole bunch of green screen acting, and maybe maybe uh, the better actor you are, the more capable you are doing the kind of green green screen stuff. Oh, you know? okay, like, I got gotcha. you. Right. Um, so I don't know. I don't want to crap on Hayden Christensen. I mean, the the fact matters is is. I don't know if this movie killed his career, but you know he didn't do a lot of stuff after it, so I can't even compare it to anything and say, "Oh, but he was great in this movie." You know, did what you I mean? see him in Jump? I think it was called Jumper. No, I didn't see Jumper. Now you know I only watched that movie only because he was in it just to see what this guy was like. You right. know, like is he is he Anakin? You know, and he actually does a pretty good job in that movie. You know, he's okay. not he's not a Leonardo. Like if when you when you mention Leonardo, I'm thinking. You know, I definitely think Leonardo would, would have probably brought in, like, a, a guy that could be tormented a little bit better. You know, because he is, right. Anakin's supposed to be a tormented kid. And I think right. Leo definitely would have nailed that, we, however you act tormented. I think Leo could have pulled it off. More of Hayden almost seems like, like I said, he's 19 in the movie, but, like, he he portrays himself like he's 12. You know, the dialogue, I guess. Right, they're very, very cringy, like you mentioned before. So, yeah, I mean, and, I don't want to poo-poo on him either, but it's it's hard to is, really figure out what is what was a problem, you know? Right. Well, for us, I mean, because people will straight up say, "Yeah, he's a bad actor." I don't, I don't want to lay that all on him because again, we're talking about the writing, we're talking about the directing, and he's surrounded by people that want to have great careers. Natalie Portman, I believe, won an Oscar. Ian mm-hmm. McGregor is always, you know, whatever he's in, people love. Um, even Christopher Lee, Count Dooku, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, these these are actors with presence, and um, yeah, you know, he just wasn't able to pull it off, I guess. And maybe that's what it is. I mean, you mentioned something that's really interesting. You got Ewan Portman, you got Samuel L. Jackson, Christopher Lee, and then you got a guy that plays a lead role in Hayden Christensen. Maybe that was a mistake. 
you yeah. know, being that he's the movie is supposedly about him and his journey, you know, as a Padawan, and he actually becomes the weakest link compared to who he's acting amongst, you know. Right, but let's let's play that game where Leo is in this role. Okay, is, is the acting better? Does it stand up better with his scenes with Natalie Portman and 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 Ewan McGregor? Absolutely. But if he's still saying these words, you know what I mean? Are we still like? I mean, we talk cringe moments. I'm rolling my eye. Like even in the beginning when they're in the elevator, <laughs> I'm just like, come on, man! Like the things he says and. But do you uh, think it, like if you're a veteran actor, right? Like they, we, and I've heard this through the Marvel movies where Robert Downey would, you know, they would kind of improvise or they would know their character better. Being that they're veteran actors, they would know what to say in particular situations versus mm-hmm. no word for word for the script. And maybe Hayden, being that he is a young unknown, doesn't have that knowledge, maybe or that experience to say, "All right, that this is." too young for me where leo i think who's been in the business for a long time would read the script and be like oh wait a minute <laughs> you know a 19 year old wouldn't speak like this he, he you know he'd probably use different kinds of words and right but right? but what was george's type of director to let an actor mm. contribute in that way well true i yeah. mean so let me ask you do you, are you okay with natalie portman's performance yeah i mean none of it makes uh, the character doesn't make sense, but sh- she does her best with it. And, yeah. um, I, I mean, I don't know. I just felt like the whole plot was too convoluted. I don't under, you know, the whole, just from the get go, she's a Senator who used to be a queen. Um, and yeah, I get it. Well, that's how they do on her planet. But like, I, you know, we talked about this in another episode. It's like, there has to be some anchor to our reality. Yes. It's, space and all this other stuff but there's got to be some kind of anchor to our reality yeah um so yeah she did i mean she did a fine job and, and again i want to crap on hating christensen too much but just the writing and just the characterization of, of having as it makes you know he he confesses to killing a whole village the women the children i think they're animals and she just stands there like she, she and, then, and the next scene <laughs> right and the next scene when they're together she admits that she's in love with him yeah. When they're about to go into the arena. I'm like, none of this makes sense. Could it be maybe she was being manipulated, you know, uh, w- with, you know, the force or. I, well, I was thinking about that and we have no real. I mean, we can imagine maybe that's what happened. But, but the Emperor says. Canonic- can- canonically, it doesn't, it, you know, there's nothing that mentions that or says that. But Emperor does say at one point in the movie, everything is going as planned, you know, as if he's. In the background, manipulating things and controlling things to a certain degree, you know. Right. But that's so that's we, a stretch. That's like saying Jar Jar is a Sith. Also, you know, it's like you want to. I, I think in my head, I'm trying to think of reasons to make it work. Because if right. I take it as at face value, it doesn't work. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So. And and did you get the uh, the article I sent you about yes. the Jedi? Yes. So. I, when I first saw it, I'm speaking of the scene uh, in Geno- Genosis when, when they're in the arena and, the, and Mace Windu brings the Jedi to save him. Now, when I initially saw the movie, I was like, wow, they really make the Jedi look like amateurs. Right, they do. No. Mm-hmm. And, and then after rewatching, I, I Googled. I was just curious, like, how many Jedi died in that battle? You know, canonic- canonically. You know? <laughs> 
And uh, the number astounded me. That's why I forwarded you the article. Okay. Uh, I, I, don't know, I don't know if you had a chance to read it, but it basically says that Mace Windu brought, brought a, force, a force of 212 Jedi to this battle, and only about 30 survived it. I was shocked when I read that because I was like, wow, were there really 200 Jedi in that on that screen? It didn't seem like <laughs> it looked like 30, 40 maybe. It didn't look like 200, that was for sure. Yeah, I was just like, wow. <laughs> they stink. <laughs> you would think that at least they could at least CGI more Jedi if they needed, you know, more help, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I just, and, and that really bothered me. I remember, because, I mean, the Jedi were, like, uh, mystical and, and, you know, before the prequels, they, they were these unstoppable, well, unstoppable, and I'm not saying they need to be invulnerable or anything like that, but I think it seemed like normal dudes. Like, it took away the mystique of, of, of being a Jedi. Yeah, there's definitely nothing special about them, that's, yeah. if that's what you're getting at. I mean, like, I remember that end scene. I remember a lot of people really talked about that big battle, like, oh, how cool that was. Right. But to me, it didn't look really special at all. You know, there was nothing that I, I saw that was outstanding. Right. But, uh, but hey, you're right. Maybe it is hard to act on a green screen against funny things that just aren't there because other than the guys, you know, the actors playing the Jedi's, everything else is just green screen. So maybe that just makes it a little bit more difficult. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like I said, the whole plot was convoluted with the cloning and the, you know, even Jango Fett, I mean, if you're going to clone somebody, they, they didn't make Jango Fett look like this awesome warrior. Right. Um, yeah, I just just a lot of problems with this this film, and it's just uh, yeah, it was not. I mean, after what do we have? Like two, three years in between this one and Phantom Menace. Yeah, you know, you really, really, we I remember we really wanted this one to be good, but you know, we talked about um, the trailer for Phantom Menace. Like, I don't even remember what this trailer was. Yeah, I don't either. N- not at all. Not at all. Um, do you remember liking it better than Phantom Menace, though? I do remember liking it better than Phantom okay. Menace, yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can say that. I think, uh, you know, maybe it's so hard for us because when we saw Empire being the, the second movie in the series, that we, when we saw it, I mean, that, that to this day, to me, that's still the best Star Wars movie out there. And I think when you go into watching this movie with such high expectations, like, oh, this is supposed to be like Empire, like that that middle story, and it, it doesn't even close to, to the payoff uh, at all for me, you know. But uh, it's, but you know, if if you watch this movie, this is your like first time watching Star Wars. I mean, these the kids love it, you know. They love the lightsabers, they love all that stuff, and they, and they don't have that history like you and I do. But it, it's it made a lot of money, me like 650 million bucks i mean it's it's good money yeah that's about it though (laughs) yeah i mean i just think you know we were still in the kind of groove of watching the prequels and all this and just having star wars back on the screen yeah you know i mean i look back like i said i i liked i like clones better than penimans but as years have gone by i'm like Oh, they're equally crappy. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, a lot of people say, well, I mean, Sith is a whole other story. And I, I look forward to talking about that next month or well, later this month, I guess. Um, so it should be 
interesting regards to because a lot of people tend to say that's the best prequel movie okay um I don't so, remember it I remember the ending Revenge of the Sith yeah I think that is probably the only thing I honestly remember and I think Jimmy well, Smith was in the movie yeah the dialogue was a little bit better and yeah. I mean there's still some logic leaps you have to take um like even, even the whole I mean going back to clones like the beginning why does Jango Fett hire another bounty hunter oh yeah that's right and if you're gonna do that why be there <laughs> so right. They can chase you. Yeah. Um, just uh, and and I think I don't know. Lucas was. We talked about this with Menace too about going for the jokes too often in, in the wrong moments. You know that whole C three PO losing his head thing was silly. Um, but the kids love it. I bet. I guess so. Yeah. I, I mean, probably. Yeah. I, I guess so. <laughs> um, I think his mistake, honestly, and I, I can look at it right now. You know, back in the day when we watched the trilogy and. He made a lot of money with merchandise, toys and stuff, you know, like everyone was collecting every figure and different kind of variants. And this is a time where when you and I bought toys, we we're just buying because we just want to play with them, you know. Right. And I, and I think when he made these prequels, he had that mindset of, all right, well, going to make it for the kids because they're going to spend a lot of money and they, and they want to buy all these toys and stuff. And, and because of that, I, I think he was jaded in regards to good story making versus how do I appeal to the kids so they'll buy merchandise? And I think that's kind of what happened. Yeah, I, you know, I, it's it's sad to say it that way, but, you know, I mean, you don't want them to make movies just to, so they can make toys, but it did feel like that. Well, you said cool. in the last podcast, when we did Phantom Menace, you were saying, like, when they made Star Wars, you were saying, like, the, that movie was not really for kids. I mean, it wasn't made for, here, here's a, like a six-year-old kid, you know, even though we were watching at that age, but it didn't play off like, let's put some cutesy-cutesy stuff in there and in gags to, to get the laughs. Right, it wasn't focused toward kids. It was, here's a good movie, you know, here's a good story, it's PG, you should be able to take the kids to it, you know what I mean? Yes, right. Like, the violence isn't too much, it's just a good story, and then even as soon as Jedi with the Ewoks, the Ewoks was a total, I think, like, Kenner influence thing <laughs> you know let's have yes. teddy bears in this thing right um so yeah i think and and i think even lucas kind of admitted to that when he was writing these um or you said in one of the things these aren't you know these are for 12 year olds or whatever no really um i think so something along those lines and it's just like you know it's a guy's movie so you want to say you're wrong but i mean star wars was for 12 year olds too but adults loved it yeah you know well, the, um, the the impact of the prequels is just nothing close to the original trilogy that you and I watched. I mean, like, the original no. tri- trilogy today still stands as, you know, a pop culture talk, you know? Like, it, it's the, the trilogy trilogy that's being compared to when it comes to sci-fi. Um, no one really brings up the prequels in regards to, oh, yeah, those are three great movies. It's, it's too bad. Right. Well, the thing is, like... Uh, John Carlos is uh, those are like his Star Wars those prequels and he he'll defend them Wait, how old is this guy he's a uh, he's at least 10 years younger than me oh no kidding okay if not more yeah. alright and but these yeah, are his movies yeah like he'll say like he loves the, the the originals but I think he saw the prequels first oh maybe you know live in theaters and stuff yeah so 
um, you know, he and like, look, and like this new trilogy is for kids today. Um, but I don't know that they love it as much as we love Star Wars. Plus, I mean, when we were growing up, the Star Wars and Indiana Jones and stuff were out. Like, it's not like there was a huge amount of pop culture out there for us to absorb. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, kids got a lot more choices nowadays with, with what they're going to watch and what they, what they are going to focus on and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. You know? I'll tell you one thing that threw me off you know, when you talk, when Yoda's, you know how Yoda talks kind of backwards? Right. Towards the end of the movie, he actually was barking out orders like with a complete sentence. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then he reverted back to his backwards talking stuff. But uh, it was cool to see Yoda. I mean, if I had seen some highlights, it was fun to watch him fight like that. I thought, I remember when I watched the movie for the first time, that kind of stood out. Like, what? Like, and in my mind, it was like, this is him using the force to fight. Versus just his own physicality. Because when the fight was over, he just reverted back to his old self again. Right. But that was fun. Yeah, I remember when I first saw it, I was like, oh, well, we're going to get to see you to use a lightsaber. Yeah. Um, I wasn't down with all the jumping around. It was just <laughs> too hard to follow. Um, yeah. But I thought they did a good job with it. And I'm glad. I, and, and the thing is, you watch this, you know he learned from his mistakes from episode one or at least he listened to the criticisms from episode one mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't hear the word metachlorians right you don't Get jar jar has a very limited role in this movie yeah uh he even toned down what was considered racist voices you know uh wano and and the separatist guys new gunray mm-hmm. and the other right guy. um so he toned down kind of like how heavy their accents were. Mm-hmm. Um, so he listened to the criticism of one. And I mean, it's kind of, I guess that can be hard when you're trying to create things and you get so criticized for something. And then, you know, do you stick with your original vision vision, or do you kind of bow down to what the masses have been crying about? Right. So it was kind of a no-win situation for, uh, for Lucas when it came to clones. Um, and maybe Sith is better because he was just like, well, A, he probably received less criticism after Clones, and B, he was just like, you know, this isn't going to be the last Star Wars movie. I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. So if you had to pick any highlights for yourself, like, is there anything about this movie that where you're like, okay, this is really good? Yeah, like, I, I really enjoyed the, um, um, the Obi-Wan subplots. I liked uh, specifically the fight with Jango on Kamino, and then the... Um, the asteroid, you know, battle or chase or whatever you want to call it. Because I remember in the theaters, and it even kind of comes through on, I don't have like a fancy home theater, but it even comes through at home. I remember the sound. If you can if you can remember that asteroid oh, chase yeah. scene mm-hmm. in the theaters, like the sound was incredible. And I thought the visuals were incredible too. Um, I thought that was great. And um, yeah, the Django fight. Uh, I really... When I first saw the movie in theaters, I really liked the the arena scene with the Jedi, just because we had never seen that many Jedi before in one place. Yeah. Um, but again, after rewatching all this, I'm like, wait a minute, they're they're a bunch of punks, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, um, and just even even that one Jedi, Kefisto, when he knocks over three PO, oh he's yeah, got that smile on his face. I'm like, what is that about? Like, <laughs> you know, like two hundred of your friends just died around you. <laughs> Your yeah, smile. yeah. I think for me, it's like you said it already. Anything that you McGregor, whenever he's on screen, it's it's good. And I think he's, geez, it's it's weird to say this 
because I mean we like him. I like him. I mean, is he a great actor? I mean, he's good. I mean, I, I got no issues with him. But to me, he just every time he's on screen, he just steals a show. He has got really good screen presence, and it was almost a distraction because he was too good. I mean, not over the top too good, but he just stood out to be the best character in in this movie. And so I wanted more of him. I wanted less of Anakin. And I don't think that that was Lucas's vision for this movie. And I think that's where it fails for me. You know, I think you want Anakin to be the lead and the the focus and stuff. But Ewan McGregor just, I don't know. All the scenes were just well done. And and I liked every time he was on screen. I did feel he went down way too easy against Doku. You know, like, did Doku purposely not want to hurt him so bad? Hurt Obi-Wan? Yeah, because he just... Well, no. It looked like he just well, tapped he, him in the arm and leg or something like that. He just went down and... Well, yeah, he, sli- he didn't slice it off, but he you know, he cut his arm, he cut his leg, and he fell. You know, he was about to kill him, and then, remember, uh, uh, what's his name? Anakin jumped in. Oh, oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, but I always thought when I watched it, like, come on, get up, Obi-Wan. <laughs> <laughs> Do something. Because it almost makes it seem like... What I what I don't like, it almost makes him seems like Obi Wan. Wouldn't you say he's almost at his peak at that point, or maybe the next movie he is? I would say Sith. He's at his peak. Say, okay, yeah. I because, think I think you know he's Padawan in Phantom Menace. He's Master. No, he's Knight in Clones, and he's Master in uh, the next one. Oh, is he? Okay, because yeah, when when they go to fight Doku, he says to Anakin, "I can't beat him without you." And I don't, I don't want to be like, yes, you can. Don't talk like that. You know, you're a Jedi. Be a little more positive, brother. Yeah, and, but yeah he I was right. That, he got his butt kicked. Yeah, I think I think part of that was just to kind of relay to the crowd, to the audience, that Dooku's a badass, and um, I mean, he kind of shows it. Um, but yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because like you're a Jedi, you don't talk like that. Earlier on, Anakin admits he was afraid to Padme. Yeah. Dude, you're a Jedi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop it. Um, yeah, so I just, uh, yeah, you know, I jokingly texted and said, yeah, I'm rewatching it and I feel like I'm being punished. <laughs> um, yeah, this is not this is not what I grab for when I think of Star Wars. Um, yeah. And it's a shame because and, and I, think, I think these hurt because we looked so forward to them. Yeah. You know, we didn't wait 20 years for... Well, maybe almost twenty years uh, for um, Force Awakens and stuff like that. And actually, you know, this this new trilogy, uh, we didn't think it was going to happen anyway because it was like I'm done. So we're like, oh, there'll never be a new trilogy. We're fine. But there was always in the back of our mind that there'd be a, a trilogy after the original Star Wars. Yeah. So it's like, come on, when's it coming? When's it coming? We waited twenty years for it. We got it, and uh, we were highly disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Disney streaming with that Obi Wan. Is it called Kenobi? Is that is that what it's called? I think so, but it, it might not be out for like a year or two. Oh, no kidding! Oh, okay, I thought it was going to be out when uh, when the service starts. Oh no no no! And like all that Marvel stuff, that's they're rolling that out over the next like three years. Oh no kidding! Wow, you know, I, I saw an interview with Ewan McGregor about Kenobi on these talk shows, and basically he's he was sitting on it for almost five years. 
and right. he was saying like I just had to lie to everybody <laughs> about the about Kenobi. You know, like, yeah, I, I kind of want to do it, you know. But he's like, I just had to lie. Well, and remember we reported great. constantly that he's he was willing to play. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's like, and um, I think there were there was probably a time where it was just going to be a movie or maybe a trilogy. You know, when 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 uh, they were going all in with like nine thousand Star Wars movies. Yeah. Um, well, how do you feel about that? Are you are you happy they they're going the route of like a net, you know, like a uh, what do you call it, streaming service series versus a standalone movie, like Solo? Well, I like it. I like it better because you'll you'll have more. You know, a movie will be what two two and a half hours. This is going to be whatever six to eight hours. Yeah. So that's good. And if it does very well, we might get a season two. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you never know. Yeah, um, I, I have a feeling the future of Star Wars for for next few years is going to be on TV, you know, because they lost the Game of Thrones guys backed out, so they they're did, not making their yeah. trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Click then, it. yeah, right. <laughs> wow, that's an oldie. Um, they backed out, and you know, there was a moment there where it sounded like Ryan Johnson was going to be making his, but maybe they're going to really make his now because the other guys backed out. Um, so yeah, curious to see what's going I think there's a lot of backlash, and it's and some people admit to it, some people won't. I've known people that, that have gone to Disneyland recently, and it's not as packed as they thought it was going to be. You know, before that was all built, I remember going to Disneyland. It's always like jam packed. At this point, it's it's you know you see pictures online all the time. There's not a crowd at all there, so maybe it is a smart move to kind of tone down a little bit and, like you said, focus on the streaming shows. But uh, yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, I, I just think I don't know. I, I I'm not looking forward to anything Ryan Johnson ever does again. And <laughs> I am tapping out. Of, I mean, I'm going to watch the TV shows of Mandalorian, um, and probably Cassian and Obi Wan. But look, it's not. Why is it not a Finn series? Why is it not a Rose Tico series? Because these these characters aren't resonating with anybody. Yeah. And even even the generation, I'll say, oh, these are my Star Wars movies. They're good movies. I don't think they feel the same way about them or have the same connection with these actors that or characters that we we had with. So if you were to expand upon our Star Wars universe, you know, the the next movie coming out in December, supposedly that is this is it. This is the end of the saga. We're done. Where does that leave Star Wars next in regards to? theatrical movies you know what what stories are we looking forward to or what what interests you jonathan are you looking more forward to what happens beyond jedi you know the skywalker saga are you more interested in something even before the prequels yeah i mean there's uh there's a lot of stuff that's not canon anymore um from the legends you know before disney bought it you know a lot of the knights of the old republic stuff i wouldn't mind seeing that Mm -hmm. uh i wouldn't mind if they delve back into the clone wars i mean there's a great um, it's a great character from the Clone Wars and Rebels, Ahsoka Tano, which you could really, really kind of discover what happened to them. There's those characters. Uh, Rebels ended with, I'm not going to say which characters, but Rebels ended with certain main characters kind of being flung to the far side of the galaxy. But do you think that works, though? Do you, do you think it's smart for Disney to still entertain that time period of Star Wars? You know, oh, I see. Like, you say like concurrent to the Skywalker, right? Side. Yeah, I mean, like if if you, if you what what did, what did Disney pay Lucas? It was like six billion, four billion, four billion. Okay, yeah. four billion, and you're like, okay, this is not what we planned. We we thought we'd be making way more money. What what should be the the 
the move that Disney should make to revitalize the interest in Star Wars the way how you and I feel about Star Wars? I don't know. I don't know if they can. I they need to figure out a way, and and if anybody can do it, it's them. Is it doesn't Feige have a hand in Star Wars now or no? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That I happen? think he has something. Or did I dream planned. that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're right. Oh yeah, he does have something down the. Because I'll tell you, I I mean I, and you might agree to this too, but I love the Marvel universe now as much as I love the Star Wars universe. It's tight. It's a tight so, universe. Yeah, if they can figure out a way to create those, whatever emotions they they were able to get out of the audience to make these movies so successful, these Marvel movies so successful, if they can put that into the Star Wars, you know. Well, um, if they have the Russo brothers, maybe. Russos or Feige or something. And I mean, there was, you know, there's a lot of reports that. And and a lot of you know these movies, these newer movies, they're running into trouble a lot anyway because there's a lot of creative issues. Mm. Um, you know, I don't think they're letting the, the directors be or be as creative as they wanted to be. Uh, yeah, I agree so, with you on that. So, you know, so uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, and then they they finally let one guy be creative and look what he does. Right. And, um, yeah. So I, I mean, I don't know this whole Skywalker thing. I saw. I saw Terminator Dark Fate this weekend, and uh, they had the the final trailer for for Rise of Skywalker, and I'm like, nothing, nothing gave me the feels. Oh, are you dead nothing inside? Gave me, <laughs> well, when it comes to the, that, yeah, <laughs> nothing gave me the feels. It was really weird, dude. Watch a Star Wars trailer and be like, okay. I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> what did you like about it, though? I mean, like, you know, what, what's I, got you excited to see? What, I, what questions are you looking to get answered? Okay, or? I don't think there's anything specifically in that trailer that I was like, ooh, and like not a particular scene. I think the excitement of this is it. This is the last Skywalker story, and and I know, you know, JJ has he's a good director, and I, and I think he has an idea what the fans want, and I think he's going to lean more towards satisfying uh, a lot of people um and, and so I, I think i'm looking forward to that uh and and, and hopefully resolution i mean like what, what did you call it in in um force awakens that jay it was like a magic box or something like that what did you call it mystery box mystery yeah. box that's what i'm looking forward to in, in the sense that he's going to be answering all these little things that he dropped in that movie and we'll get some resolution in this movie which ryan johnson just totally threw out the window so I'm I'm interested in that to see if he'll wrap things up and and maybe and I think I think I'd be pretty happy with this movie if he can find some way to redeem what what Ryan Johnson did with Luke Skywalker, you know if he can bring Luke back to some capacity where it's satisfying for me. Dude, Luke's dead. <laughs> well. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I like. What are you gonna do? Hansel is dead. Leia's in the movie, but you know, for all intents and purposes, she's gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't have to tell you. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm hopeful if, if because in the trailer, it's it's Luke's voice doing the voiceovers, is it not? He's the one talking in the background. I don't. It doesn't sound like him in the beginning, but oh. I guess he's doing the whole thing. Maybe it's just me. Oh, okay. I I thought I, I I well, I assumed it was Luke talking, and and I think with him. No, he's doing, back. Like okay, you know, probably as a Force ghost person. I mean, right. Um, 
Well, if it comes to something like that, that. I, I think I'll, I'd be happy, especially if it's if it ends on on that note with something redeeming with Luke Skywalker, because in the last movie, it, it's he just he just left in a way that I was not expecting. Yeah, nobody was expecting. It. And the use of his uh, character in that movie was just terrible. Right. I mean, even Mark Hamill was expecting it. So. <laughs> right. um, yeah. I, I mean, I think this is just going to be a. Uh, this is going to be a riot Kylo Ren story. I think it's going to be a redemption. Probably. I think she's going to redeem him or, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to go into spoilers or anything, but. All right. Well, it's just a couple more months and we're there. Yeah. I, like I said, I mean, look, I, I got open day tickets and I, I'm really, I, I hope I like, it. I want to see it a lot. <laughs> I'd like to see it more than <laughs> once, you know, Yeah. Um, I have no problem doing that, but you know, I mean, even if it's bad, I'll probably see it at least twice. So, yeah, sure, you know, why not? Don't yeah. get my money. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got the movie uh, yeah. pass thing, so yeah, I do. I have that movie pass. Um, so yeah, Attack of the Clones. Uh, you know, I don't care about the clone army. I don't care about the Battle Droid army. I think that's not a problem. I think he was just trying too hard to stay away from uber violence. You know, mm. like oh, they're killing clones. Oh, they're killing droids. It's not a big deal, right? Like besides the head off. they're killing, huh? They cut off Django's head. I mean, the head that was. No, I know that, but I mean, in terms of armies, because there's no real stakes with the droid army. You know, true. Yeah, I mean, even when even with stormtroopers back in the day, even though when I was a kid, I thought they were robots. But even when they died, the I mean, they had, they had pain. They went ah. I mean, they scream. They're like, "Well, okay, what it what yeah. what is it underneath there?" And when you see them fight these robots, it, it doesn't have the same kind of weight, I guess. No, and you know what I was thinking about um, the new movies is now we know that they're like kidnapped children or whatever, right? That the first order kidnapped. Oh, oh, is that what's happening? Was is that what Finn said? Like he was like taken or something? Oh, I mean, as stormtroopers. Uh, yeah. The yeah, first I think, order yeah ones. they kind of alluded to that, right? Yeah, like, so I'm like, it'll be a good storyline for Finn if he like starts a rebellion within the first order, starts turning uh, the stormtroopers over right. to his side. There you go. Mm. All right. Well, we got Revenge of the Sith next. Are you looking forward to rewatching that one? I don't say I'm looking forward to it. I'm not. I'm not dreading it like I, I was the first two. All right. <laughs> and I don't have to watch The Last Jedi because we did four hours on The Last Jedi. Right? So. <laughs> I am looking for Reve- Revenge of the Sith because, again, I think that's another movie where I saw in the theaters once. I may have watched it again. You know what I'm thinking? Maybe I'm confused in watching the movie again from playing the Lego, the Lego Star Wars so game. <laughs> yeah. I remember those a lot more well, fondly. They follow the than, movies, right? <laughs> yeah, they do follow the movies. Yeah, I think that's what I remember more. <laughs> it's the video games. Yeah. Hilarious. It's basically the same thing anyway. All right. Yeah, Any so final? we are going to be doing, um, we're going to be doing uh, Rich and Sith. Yeah. And we'll do Rise of Skywalker, and that'll be the, uh, and then we'll be, we'll be doing all the Star Wars movies, right? Oh, yeah. We did Rogue One. We did Solo. Yeah. Oh. And let's see how these Kenobi movies, uh, I mean, TV shows come out. Maybe we can do a little play-by-play with it. Wait, you said it won't be coming out for a couple years, you said? Well, I've talked about The Mandalorian, because that'll be out the first day. Oh, okay. And that's coming out a week at a time, so it's not like they're dropping the whole thing at once. Wow. Do you know how yeah. long the episodes are they going to be? 
I can check for you real quickly. Wow. Now, I would say 10 to 12, maybe? When about Mandalorian, right? Yeah. I think Obi-Wan's only like 8. Okay. Um, and then they're doing casting Andor, too, and then there's supposed to be another one. Now, do you still do the, the what is it called, the DC streaming service? Do you still do that anymore? I still have it, I think, until December, I think. Okay. And for you, that's not a renew for you? No. Okay. I'm only, uh, yeah, I'm hate watching pretty much everything right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, uh, it's not worth it. I mean, I don't watch a lot of the old DC stuff. Yeah. And I don't read the comic books, so online, I mean. Uh, Mandalorian season one is, this is eight episodes. Okay. Yeah. And they're about and an hour a piece, maybe? You would think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You would think at least yeah, an hour. Look forward to it. Yeah, it looks really good. I mean, I like the commercials. Yeah, they got quality Trailers, actors and mm-hmm. should be interesting. Yeah, so maybe, maybe the future of Star Wars is television or streaming. Maybe I'll call it. And, and your feelings on that? You're okay with that? I am. If they keep bringing in quality people like um, Favreau and, you know, decent actors and stuff, why, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Jonathan, any final thoughts? Yes, Attack of the Clones, poorly written, mostly good acted, uh, you know, better than Phantom Menace? I don't know. Not worse than Phantom Menace, if that means anything. <laughs> and uh, definitely not as, as bad as, it's still a Star Wars movie, not as bad as Last Jedi. I definitely, from what I remember, I think I enjoyed it a little bit. It's not as bad as I remember it. I just remember hating it so much that I did not want to watch it again. And rewatching it, you know, like as a rewatch for the podcast, it's not as bad as I thought. But I'm telling you, every time Anakin opened his mouth, it was, oh, dude, shut your mouth. It was just the dialogue was so cringy. And, and Lucas wrote it. I mean, he needs to yeah. just... Well, he's not doing it anymore. <laughs> well, this movie came out in 02. Okay. So the internet was definitely around. A lot of these websites weren't around. Right. But I'm sure the chat rooms and stuff, I don't remember it getting a lot of bad press online. You know what I mean? You're right. Yeah, yeah, I, so. I, yeah, I don't remember either. I just remember, all I remember is that the, the prequels just, it just didn't do it for me as the original trilogy. So, but then again, because we're older, you know, maybe we're, we're, we're a different mindset uh, than we were when we were kids. So, but the dialogue, come on. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> uh, what's going on with mom's basement collectibles? Uh, same old, same old. I'm pulling stuff out of the basement. I'm taking pictures of it. I'm putting it up online. I did something for Halloween. You know, what's funny was I was saving, I take these pictures like over the summer. Uh, the Midnight Suns, like the, the Mor- Morbius and the oh yeah, Ghost Rider, and I was going to save them for the week of Halloween, and I didn't realize I forgot I had them until like the day after Halloween. So <laughs> I, I posted two of them up there, um, but that's okay. I tell you when when uh, when Ghost Rider came out came back again in, in like the mid nineties with the glow in the dark cover and the Midnight Suns, I was all on board with that stuff, man. I I, I really liked it at the time. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Some of that stuff, but the, yeah. the min, uh, some of the midnight stuff, like the the Night Stalkers, and there was another one that wasn't very good. But Spirits of Vengeance was pretty good. Morbius, was, I mean, Morbius was never a character I really liked anyway. I never liked, and they're making a movie out of that one too. Yeah, with Mr. Jared Leto. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm not, I guess we're gonna have to watch that one too. <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, Doctor Anna Jones. Uh, oh, we're in the home stretch, and if you do follow it on Instagram, have patience because it's the, the end of the movie is huge. That freaking tank scene. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out how to pull that one off. You need tanks. Go to the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, tanks. You, need to, you know, when yeah. I was in a, where was I? I was in a, oh Canada. I was in Canada over the summer, and there's like this carousel horsey, and I, right. I was wearing my Indiana Jones hat, and I did the move where he reaches down to pick up the rock. You know, and I, my daughter you filmed it. it. I did. Yeah. Are you gonna use it? Hell no! It looks so uh. stupid. <laughs> you know, because well, the the carousel thing didn't move. It was just like a stationary thing. It was just in the ground. It didn't like move around. I'm thinking, oh, oh okay. if I can find like a moving carousel, and I can <laughs> while it's moving, I can do that. But and then I have a friend that actually owns horses, and and I asked him about that scene when when Indy picks up the rock. He's like. He's like, you have no idea how hard that is. <laughs> I guess that's why well, you need the pros. <laughs> anyway. So funny. Yeah, so I think at this point, I'll be doing maybe one scene a week just to kind of iron it out. Because I don't want to rush it and make it look bad. I'd rather take my time with it and make it look good, and then, and then that'll be it. Anyway, uh, Jonathan, we can be found on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Please rate and review on iTunes if you can. Uh, that's it. Okay. Till next time. Martha. Peace. Peace.